His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Love for you to meet our new friend, Abby Matson, who is getting ready to embark on a journey. A journey of a lifetime, really. It's called The World Race. It's an 11-month trip to 11 different countries where she will be doing different kinds of mission work in each uh, country. This is so exciting, Abby. Thank you for being here. I know you just graduated from college last May, and as you neared the end of college, you started asking God, what am I supposed to do? And so you just started praying about that. What did prayer reveal? Um, I went uh, to Potter's Place, which is a prayer sanctuary, with my sister, and for a while I was just walking around in a circle in the woods uh, asking God what he wanted me to do uh, over and over again. I was like, God, I feel like I read about you being this great God that can do amazing things, huge things, and I believe it 100%, but I want to experience it. I want to experience it firsthand and witness these things myself and be a part of it myself. And uh, I felt like God told me, wait until the end of the summer. Um, and, and so it was really frustrating, but I just kept praying and praying throughout the summer. Okay, what is it? What is it? What is it? And he just kept saying, wait till the end of summer, wait till the end of summer. Um, and during that wait, I had a friend on the world race and I was following her story on Instagram and I found myself over time more and more like, why can't I do something like this? God, you know, why, why can't my prayer be something like this? And it came to a point where I was like, I, I could never do anything like this. This is so great, God, and this is something that I'm wanting. And I just felt God kind of respond with, well, why can't you do that? What's stopping you from doing that? Um, and, and so in prayer, uh, God just kind of revealed the reason why I hadn't experienced him in that great way is because I wasn't surrendering. I wasn't surrendering my life. I wasn't surrendering my possessions, my family, my friends. And so uh, God just kind of came to a point where he was like, you, you want this and I want this. Um, you're gonna have to let go and you're gonna have to, to decide. Um, and he used several people in my life to really talk to me about it. Um, it, it was a crazy series of events of people just kind of leading me to it um, and, and pushing me. If, if you feel this, then you need to go. If you feel that, then you need to go. Um, and so God just kind of responded with, why not you and why not this? And now you're on a world race here really soon. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. You're very open about a part of your journey in your faith about your parents going through a divorce and how yeah. that strengthened your relationship with Christ. How so? Well, when they were going through a divorce, it was pretty ugly. Um, they, they fought a lot and it really damaged both of them for a long time. And so uh, during that, I felt very alone and not because of anything my parents said, but uh, you know, I just had that lie in my life of I don't matter. They were so preoccupied with the pain that they were going through that uh, it was hard to, to parent sometimes. And so I had a lot of questions of my worth and I felt alone. And that's where God came to meet me. Um, I, I started attending youth group because my mom sought God during this time. Um, and later on, my dad did as well. And I watched as God transformed a, 
a broken home into to two whole families mm. um, and a reassurance that I am loved, um, that this God has a great plan for me, greater than the plan that I have for myself. Um, and so where I had that insecurity of I'm nothing, I can't do anything, um, I'll never accomplish anything, God came back and was like, I can use you for great things. Mm. Um, and he, he shows that throughout the Bible and just kept promising those things to me that no matter where I'm at, he's greater. Wow, and uh, where you're gonna be are some pretty <laughs> incredible places. You sent me the list. I mean, we're talking about Botswana, Zambia, Nepal, 11 countries. Which one are you most forward looking forward to visiting? Oh, that's so hard. I've, I'm really excited about Africa, but I'm also really excited about Nepal because Mount Everest, I mean, that's one of the most beautiful places. And to see that, oh, I'm so excited. And the people in Africa and the tribes and the beautiful nature. Uh, Botswana has one of the largest populations of elephants, so I'm really excited wow, about this that. This sounds so cool. <laughs> now I want to go. I know. Move over. I'm coming, too. That's pretty cool <laughs> on this world race. We're talking to Abby Matson, who's getting ready to embark on a world race to share her faith, which is so awesome. Have you been boning up on any of the languages? I mean, are you learning any of them? I've, I've looked into it. Um, but I, I've not mastered that. I've had to work more on other things as like physical stuff, getting ready for camping and The whole and training and all yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we are kind of curious and we do want to help out. So we're thinking since you're going to these different places, you need to know how to say the language. Basic oh. things like, um, where is the bathroom? <laughs> so, so let's see if you know how to say where is the bathroom in certain languages. Okay. Okay, so here's one. You mentioned Nepal, right? Mm -hmm. That's Nepali for the language, right? How do you say where is the bathroom in Nepali? Wild guess. If you were to Wild guess, guess, how would it be? Um, all think? that's coming to mind is Spanish, which is al albaño. <laughs> well, let's see what it, what it, what is it really? Okay, so. What? Yeah. <laughs> give, it a, give it a try. Did you did you hear, hear it? Bathroom <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Siberia, you going to right? Serbian? Yep. Okay, say Serbia. Serbian. Serbia. Okay, Serbia. so where is the bathroom in Serbian? Um, what is that? Southeastern Europe? Uh, <laughs> Albania. <laughs> well, what was that? What? Say that one more time. Umbatico? Umbatico? Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you nailed it. You said Spanish, but say it all the way through. Where is the bathroom in Spanish? Uh, donde es el baño? Donde está el baño? Yeah, yeah I got one. <laughs> one final one, uh, Hindi. How would you say, where is the bathroom in Hindi? Uh, I have no clue. Just oh. try, try. Uh, best guess. Best guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know where, uh, Body, bathroom. Body, body bathroom. <laughs> Let's see if it's body bathroom. Bathroom kaha hai? Bathroom kaha hai? Bathroom kaha hai? Kaha hai. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Abby, you're cut such a cool sport. We can't wait to follow your journey as you get ready to embark on the world race here. Congratulations to you. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Allison loves the discount grocery store, and she has just made another discovery. Come with me to the grocery store. Oh, come with me to the grocery store.
I was so proud last night. My son, Sammy, who's five, had a little friend over, and I overheard him go, have you ever been to the discount grocery store? <laughs> His friend was a little confused. He had never heard of it, so apparently he doesn't listen, but that's okay. I'll forgive him. Uh, so today, I made you guys some tea. tea that's tea? Mm, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Try it. Well, there's smoke coming off of I it. I know you like tea in the morning. Mm, yeah. Why are there chunks in it? <laughs> There's literally, I'm serious. There is. I don't know if I can get that into his radio TV camera, but wow. Mm. All right, try it. It's so hot. <laughs> Tastes more like soup. Well, it's it, like a broth. It is. Good job, Rob. Look Thank at you. you. Mm. So, this is actually a delicatessen. Is that right? Yeah. Delicacy. A delicacy from uh, Jamaica. Fish tea. Fish. Tastes like chicken noodle soup. Fish flavored soup mix called mm. fish tea. This is uh, very popular in Caribbean cuisine, similar to fish bouillon. Mm. Uh, it can take several hours to prepare. I made this in about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's piping hot, let me tell you. <laughs> mm. So there you go, you're gonna get some protein. Mm. <laughs> Liquid protein. At some point, when we can yeah. actually sip it. It should be cool in about an hour. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob's really into the bone broth lately, so maybe mm -hmm. you'll now love fish tea. Yeah, it is kind of fishy. No, I wouldn't say that. I was supposed oh, yeah. to say it, too. You can say it, too. Okay, so cost? <laughs> well, if you bought this online, this packet would cost you $1.20 all the way up to $3. Ooh, how how much, much was it? it? 33 cents. Hey! Oh, wow. Rob, Allison, and Jim. They embarked on a journey just a little more than six weeks ago. Are Rob's big losers? Those who are doing it at the YMCA of Greenville and others that are doing it at home and a part of Rob's big losers who've been helping out for their entire journey is Leslie Knox. She is at the GHS Family YMCA right now. And one of the things that we have a very big question about is healthy eating patterns. Leslie's going to help us out a little bit with that. And one of the things that you have and you have three points for us today to learn about healthy eating patterns and one is healthy eating patterns differ by person they're not all the same for every person yeah you know so many times people ask us as professionals what exactly can i have and what should i not eat and you know that it all does vary for people because they may have allergies medicines that they have to take into consideration their budgets their culture so there's all sorts of things that come into play textures foods that they like and that sort of thing so you have to take all that into consideration but while there are a lot of things to consider you say starting a healthy eating pattern isn't necessarily difficult no, so there's this great resource out there called my, ChooseMyPlate.gov, and um, I actually did a little coloring project of my own because I actually took a plate instead of printing one off and showing the different um, ways that you can fill up your plate with healthy foods. And so basically, you fill up half of your plates with fruits and veggies, and you want to be focusing on whole fruits. You want to vary your veg vegetables. You want the other half of the plate be to cut in quarters and a quarter of it be grains, focusing on whole grains and proteins, lean proteins, lean meats and poultry, eggs, 
you know, um, plant-based proteins, things like that. So you want to have a variety on your plate. And you always want a serving of dairy, whether it's yogurt or a low-fat milk, something like that. So it's a, it's a colorful way, right? Yeah, very colorful way. I love that. You also say that um, not all plates are created equal. What does that mean? Well, not your calorie needs may not be the same as my calorie needs and Allison's needs based on our physical activity levels, based on our weight loss goals. And so you want to be able to, to hone in so that you can determine whether you need to drop calories or maintain calories and that sort of thing. So that's where the serving size come into play because you want certain servings, certain amounts, ounces, you know, cups and that sort of thing of the, these these food groups to uh, have a healthy plate all the way around. So there's an excellent resource on there. Besides working with a professional to help determine your caloric needs, you can also go on there and there's a daily checklist and it'll help you get started and you plug in your numbers and it'll break it down and give you an idea of where you can start. So then you can go back to your app that you use to track your foods and things like that and um, have a good, healthy balance of foods. Yeah, my Fitness Pal is one of the ones that I use. Leslie Knox, GHS Family YMCA and YMCA of Greenville, thank you for all of your help with Rob's Big Losers. By the way, she put together all the at-home workouts, and they are available to anybody that wants to follow this journey. So if you go online to hisradio.com, you can connect up with the Rob's Big Losers blog. You'll see the workout posted there. Or text the word WORKOUT to 800-447-7234, and you can can start your own journey as a Rob's Big Loser. More than just pretty voices. Hey, good news. Jesus showed up at Our Lady of Grace Church in oh, New Jersey. That's good. Oh, well, that's a great place <laughs> for yeah. him to be. Isn't that great? Actually, what happened was they got this package, and it didn't have a return address or didn't have anybody's name on it, just the church's name. And so, you know, the, uh, the pastor there got a little... Uh, I'm uh, worried about it. So he called in the police because, you know, these strange boxes come into a church. They go, oh, you know, this world's getting a little crazy. Better check this out. Mm -hmm. So they scanned it, you know, whatever they do to make sure there's no uh, anything dangerous in there. No devices in there. Exactly. Okay. Then they cut it open and there was baby Jesus from a nativity scene that was stolen 90 years ago. From that church? 90, yes. Oh, that's wild. Jesus has been traveling the world, apparently. So uh, it's Reverend Alex Santora. He was—he's uh, the one who uh, uh, got this. And so he was—he was kind of surprised. I don't know why he didn't return it. Knowing the story, I felt it should be returned to the rightful owner. I think it's—it's it's an affirmation that people have to always try to do the right thing. And in this case, this person did. He was reading a letter that came in the in the box, mm -hmm. and uh, this guy, his mom, had it, and she said her dad uh, somehow come across it that it was it was stolen, but they never did return it. They didn't steal it, I don't think, but they came across it somehow. Huh. And now it's back at the church. Mystery. Yeah, and so the I guess it's the grandson said, "Hey, this needs to be returned." So How long did you say it was 90 gone? Ninety years. Ninety years. Yeah. It must have been a story that was passed down from mm. generations. Yes. And it's but interesting. But no one did anything about it. Yeah, that it finally took this grandson to do something.
his morning crew. It's pretty much raining teeth at my sister's house. My nephew Beck has lost like five teeth this month. It's so cute. Five? That's so. That's a lot of teeth in one month. I know. It's just they're all coming out. She's calling it Toothageddon 2018. <laughs> I like that. Um, one of them was like dangling by a thread. Oh, this is so gross. And then he was roughhousing with some friends, and it mm-hmm. got knocked out. And the parents were all like, "I'm so sorry." And my sister's like, "That's okay. You know, you did the hard part for me." Well, this one mom that I found on Facebook, she got very creative, and she decided to get the family dog involved. She tied a string to her daughter's tooth, no, and then to the dog's collar, and then she threw a treat, and this is what happened. You ready? Set. Oh, God. (laughs) Are you ready? <laughs> it worked. The tooth came out. The dog got a treat. Everyone was happy. And the little girl, I seen the video because that was like on Instagram or Facebook yeah. or something. Uh-huh. Looked very calm. I know. She was calm. And I think she was very happy that it worked and liked that the dog was involved. That is a very unique way to get a tooth out of somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have been pretty loose because it didn't like jerk her at all. I mean, she's just like, I thought, <laughs> did it come out? Did it come out? I said, <laughs> It'd be interesting to hear some unique ways that you have taken a tooth out of your child's head. <laughs> you guys have some stories? No, we just let them drop. Yeah. <laughs> I swallowed all mine. Ew. No, I did not. I was... His morning crew. If you are in need of a jacket for your dog, I think we might have found one for you. It's a 24 karat gold dog jacket. 24 karat. I know, excessive, right? Uh, you can have your choice of decorated with either 20... Help me with this, Allison. Yeah. Shravosky. Swarovski. That crystals. <laughs> 20 black diamonds. It's lightweight garment you can enjoy to protect your pooch from, and this is the way that they put it, it'll protect your dog from either bites or knife wounds. What? <laughs> Where do they get that? <laughs> what country is this? So it's it's really tough material. Uh, it's a nano fabric, apparently 15 times tougher than steel, eight times tougher than Kevlar. Oh, and it'll only set you back $137,000 for this little doggy jacket. Sounds like a real jam. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because of the gold. <laughs> yeah. I, did I mention the bow tie? Oh, now. It has a bow okay. tie. Well, that makes and the bow sense. tie is in a very interesting place. It's by the tail. So mm. why why a hiney bow tie? I don't get it. I don't get that either. <laughs> <laughs> but if your dog is wearing a jacket that's worth that much, they might be more susceptible to thieves and people that are armed and dangerous who yeah. want to steal it. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Kara and Joseph Swindle. They're moving from the West Coast to Kansas. You know, they got on the plane and uh, landed there in Kansas and uh, went to get their dog, their German Shepherd Ergo, who's 10 years old. Um, and instead, when they you know, saw their little kennel thing, it was a uh, Great Dane. <laughs> He grew. This big old great thing just staring at him. Uh, <laughs> Mom, Dad, is that you? Turns out the great Dane was supposed to be in Japan. And guess uh, where Ergo was? Japan. Yeah. yeah big and he's mix German. Up. He doesn't speak Japanese. <laughs> so they got a little mix up. They say somewhere in Denver there was uh, 
you know, a little mess up. Because <laughs> both little kennels, not little, big kennels looked alike. Makes so sense, yeah. I guess they just weren't Makes really paying sense. attention. Yeah, well, the kennel but a thing. Dane and a German Shepherd yeah. don't look alike. They should look inside, maybe, or there should be a tag. I don't know. I've never shipped an animal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm thinking there's some tags involved. Anyway, so they're... Uh, the family's actually a little worried because the dog is 10 years old. That's a long trip to Japan. Not sure if the, if the dog can handle it. But, uh, you know, they're a little, they're a little concerned. I, I honestly don't know how it could happen. Like, a Great Dane and a Shepherd, they're two completely different dogs, look nothing alike. I don't know how, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how you could mix up these two dogs. Well, someone knows how. <laughs> Why didn't the dog say anything? Whoa, 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 wrong, wrong They're blame. the victim here. Don't blame them. Okay, you're right. It was an expensive trip back, did you hear? Yes. Private jet, 90000 bucks to get the dog back. Wow. What? Yeah, the airline had to pay class. for the whole thing. <sighs> They've got connections. So, I don't know if you've ever ended up in the wrong place. Maybe you have. Most people have, right? So, what happened when you ended up in the wrong place? What is your story? Join the conversation. Because you don't have to be a dog to end up in the wrong place, right? His morning crew. Crazy about this one dog, huh? They shipped it by mistake to where? Well, supposed to go to um, Kansas. Ends up in Japan, which is a little, you know, to the east. <laughs> Kansas. Far East. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong place. Shouldn't have gone there. They The dog get, but did get back home safe and sound. We started thinking about what happened the last time you ended up like in the wrong place. What is your story at 800-447-7234? Landon has one for you. So um, me and my family were at Disney World. I was about six years old and, uh, and I was going to meet up with my dad, but I ended up with the wrong family. And they headed towards uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And I said, wait a minute, I don't like this ride. And so I had to go talk to cast members, and I had to go into the Lost Child uh, waiting area. What did the family say to you that you wound up with? Nothing. They didn't say anything. Like, they, they just, they just, they, they didn't say anything. I was just like, oh, well, uh, I have to go to a cast member now. It sounds like you stood with them in line for a while. Uh, no, no. They, I saw them walking towards the ride, and I, and I thought, oh, uh, this ride is scary. I don't like this. Was it a long time before you were reunited with your family? I was about three hours. That must have been scary. No, 45, no, 40, 45 minutes. Minutes, 45 minutes. Well, to a six-year-old, that is three hours. Yeah, <laughs> the longest 45 minutes of my life. Yeah, right? So stick with the family. The moral of the story there, Landon, right? It's 820. What about you? When did you end up in the wrong place? His morning crew. You've been lost at some point. What happened when you wound up in the wrong place? What is your story? The calls and texts are coming in at 800-447-7234. Michelle was in New York City with her daughter. They boarded the subway to buy purses and Soho somehow ended up in Queens. A strange-looking guy in a trench coat leaning against the subway wall asked us if we were lost. We insisted no until he showed us his police badge and told us we weren't even in Manhattan anymore. No. Had no idea how we got there. <laughs> Queens is a lot different <laughs> than Manhattan if you've ever been. Okay, so here is Anthony. What happened to you, Anthony? What is your I got lost story? So I was on a road trip uh, on a job, and uh, I was about a five-hour trip. And so I got, I punched in the address for GPS, went down the road, been out about an hour, and I had to stop at the store. 
But somehow, when I turned the vehicle off, the GPS reset to an opposite direction, and I went the off. And when I got off the off ramp, it took me a different way, and I went two hours in the opposite direction. This is crazy. <laughs> when did you realize? Uh, no, just something just didn't. I just had a gut feeling that I was something was wrong. Oh no! So but, you were so late. Yeah, yeah very late. I looked, and I'd only been on the job for about a week. Oh, ouch. yeah. Good impression was, there, huh? Yeah, very good impression. You, you know, you reminded me, Anthony, of what happened when I went the wrong direction. I didn't realize it until I looked at a police car that was unmarked, mm -hmm. and it looked like they were pulling people over. And I'm like, what is Virginia pulling over people in North Carolina for? <laughs> <laughs> so oh. they were lost, huh? I was lost for two hours. I had no idea until I was about to pick up the phone and call 911 to report this idiot <laughs> pulling people over. Turns out I was the idiot. I oh. went the wrong way for hours. At least you didn't call 911 to report that. I remember that story, Rob. But didn't you do, don't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Go figure. They fly the dog that was supposed to go to Kansas City to Japan. Whoops. Yeah, that's, that wasn't right. <laughs> Instead, they got a, uh, what was it, a Great Dane? A Great Dane in the place of the German Shepherd. Yeah, that'll do. That's crazy. $90,000 it cost them to get the dog back home from Japan, but the airline paid for it. Mm. That's nuts. So we started thinking about the times that you ended up in a wrong place. You were lost. We know there's a story behind it at 800-447-7234. Lots of calls and texts have been coming in. Jennifer says, I was the maid of honor in my friend's wedding. I got lost, went to the wrong church, didn't realize it until I opened up the very loud squeaky sanctuary door and interrupted a wedding that was in progress. Whoops. Mm -hmm. That's not supposed to happen. Oops. 800-447-7234. So here's Connie. What's up with you, Connie? I have to blame this one on my husband, but it has created a funny story that we revisit every year. I relocated to South Carolina from Ohio and then met my husband down here. Every year that we head back home to visit family, we have a tendency to drive. After a lovely visit, we got on the road and decided that we were going to drive about an hour and a half before we stopped to get gas. And I am an instructor, um, so I was writing papers. And my husband refused to use the GPS. He said, we've been making this trip every year for so many years. I've got it. So I'm just busy grading papers, grading papers. We managed to stop, get gas, and about an hour and a half later, I look up for grading my papers, and I'm like, honey, how is it we are back in Ohio? Like, the very next exit off of the um, highway was going to be where we started originally. Oh. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so <laughs> we had basically spent almost four hours on the road thinking we were four hours closer to South Carolina. And we were actually right back where we started. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. So our producer Jim Mann was on vacation last week. A part of his assignment was bring us something interesting from the animal kingdom. So let's see what he's come up with. Oh, man. Well, I don't know if this ever happens to you when you're taking your horse out uh, trotting along the edge of the ocean. Uh, I did that one. This is what I was doing all, all the time I was gone, of course. With your wavy long hair, horseback riding yes. along the ocean. Wearing a scarf. I can see it now with a scarf. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's one horse named Breeze. When he trots along the ocean there, he's got some friends that join him. Dolphins. 
Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cute? They're, they are obviously in the water. That's where dolphins hang out. And uh, they just kind of come along and swim with the horse. The horse is all excited. They're you're chatting back and forth. <sighs> Isn't that great? <laughs> See how happy they are? <laughs> Thank you, dolphins. That was the horse. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> he has such a cute accent. Yes. Thank you, dolphins. <laughs> so let me guess. Mm-hmm. They posted this online. It went viral nuts. Everybody's oh, my God. That's all we're talking is about. Is the horse, days. like, in the water? Yeah, like, along the ocean. doesn't go out too far because it's trotting. Okay. It, it can't trot unless there's he's, ground underneath. He's a seahorse. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> Allison. Thank you, Allie. Wow. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Tony's at home. He's taking care of the kids. His wife is out of the house, and he gets this text from a wrong number. Just so happens that the wrong numbered text came from a young lady that was like showcasing an evening gown that she was trying on. So here's how Tony replies. It's pretty cool. I believe this message was intended for someone else. My wife is at home, so I couldn't get her opinion. But the kids and I think you look stunning in your dress. You should definitely go with that one. And then he sends a pic of his five kids, and they're all giving a thumbs up. (laughs) Kind of cool. And so she was so impressed with this that she took some screenshots. She posted it on her Twitter. And then all of a sudden, something beautiful happened. Not only did it go viral nuts and hundreds, I mean hundreds of thousands of people saw this whole exchange in text on, on Mandy's Twitter. That was a young lady that actually sent it. But people started to find out Tony's story. Where was his wife? Why did he answer like that? Well, his wife was at home because she was at the hospital with their six-year-old who has leukemia. Battling that and have been for quite some time. The medical expenses and then the expenses of the husband being out of work, taking care of the kids have been getting higher and higher and higher. And so their GoFundMe page have benefited from that original text that turned into a tweet that now turned into a $10,000 goal on GoFundMe to over (laughs) $54,000. All because of a, a text message that was accidentally sent to the wrong person. But the guy didn't say, eh, wrong number or anything yeah. like that. I mean, he had fun with it and right. gave a thumbs up with his kids and was, was pretty cool about it. Man, I'm going to start texting the wrong people. All the time? Of you in an evening gown?